Welcome to the Monday Vibe and the bonus episode of Season 2 of The Ultimatum. I'm your host Vic and welcome to the Vibe. Vibe Tribe, I know in the past I have separated and made a couple of episodes of Love is Blind and The Ultimatum, but this time I'm coming at you with a whole new outlook. This bonus episode I'll be discussing my thoughts towards the first eight episodes of The Ultimatum. Now, they have two more episodes to go, which is our The Final Decision. They will air later this week. I will cover that in the normal pod episode to close out the circle. Now, let me tell you something. I have been rallying. I have been texting all my friends, anybody who listened, anybody who would answer, that you need to watch The Ultimatum. That this weekend, this past weekend, you need to sit down. Now, I, you know, most of you know, I live in the great state of Minnesota. Minnesota State Fair is going on. I have not been yet. A lot of people have already gone. A lot of people have put the fair first and they have to. They have to. (laughs) It's only here for two weeks. But when you're not at the fair, you should be watching the ultimatum. For the people who live out of state, I understand. You have things that need to be done, but the ultimatum needed to be on that list. It needed to be. Because we needed to discuss the mess. We needed to discuss it, you guys. Okay, so if you have watched the first eight episodes, then you're in the right place. If you haven't gotten a chance to watch and plan on watching and want no spoilers, then I suggest you pause and circle back to this episode when you have time. If you aren't planning on watching at all and you're here to support the vibe, you know what? Hey, welcome. Now let's get into the mess. Now, for those who are new to the ultimatum, marry or move on, the concept for the show is five couples get casted in which one of them have given their partner the ultimatum. Each couple will break up with their current partner, date the other potential partners casted, and then after a week of dating, select the person they connected with the most. Move in and act like a married couple for three weeks before circling black, circling black, yeah, okay, circling back to their original partner for another three weeks to ultimately make a decision of moving on with their new partner, continue with the old one, or leave the show single. Dun, 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 dun. It's going to get messy, you guys. So before I really start discussing this season, I wanted to say that none of these couples belong together. They're not on the same page, paragraph, line, or word. Not even the same ink in the pen. That's how far each person doesn't understand the other. They basically settled and hoped the other significant other would flex to their needs. And let me tell you something. I have never watched a show in which love languages were discussed, but not understood. And I mean, understood in a way in which the other would even try to understand what the other partner needs. They're a bunch of selfish fucks. Well, the majority of them are. In my opinion, all of the socials have gotten real clear on giving their opinions of what gaslighting and narcissism is, that we are quick to label someone that, but in this show, you will see clear examples of those two in different couples. And at the end of the day, if you have to give someone an ultimatum of marrying you, then it's not worth it. I need all of us to lean into that backbone and be willing to walk away But if that were the case, this episode wouldn't be happening. (laughs) We wouldn't be here right now. (laughs) So 
Also, these couples are young, 23, 24, all the way up to like 30, 31, the 23, 24-year-olds, and, and, and what they want career-wise. It's inspiring. It's fucking laughable, okay? To me, it's laughable. Maybe because I'm 41. And it's cute because these couples don't even know how much more they'll evolve between present day and 10 years down the road. Things change. People change. Shit happens. It's life. That's why relationships and marriages are work. You might have secured a ring or want a ring, but don't think the work is done once those things are obtained, baby. Also, (laughs) I said I was going to get to everything, but I'm like, I am so like, I am vibing so fucking high right now. I love it. I love it. Um, Let's not forget that this show is hosted by Nick and Vanessa Lachey. And Vanessa is known to be insufferable. Um, But they must have been spoken to. Okay. Because Vanessa wasn't as insufferable as she was in Love is Blind. The most recent season. Or pretty much every single fucking season that she's been a host to that show. And the ultimatum. She actually showed emotion. And the reason why she did is because her husband had to go to anger management. That's right. Nick Lachey has had to go to anger management, like court ordered to anger management this past year. So let me tell you something. It was fresh while they were filming it. Fresh. They have been going through a lot of shit personally. So do we really know why Nick went to anger management? I don't know. Are there possible, possibly some holes in the walls at their Hollywood home or wherever the fuck they live? More than likely. If you're court ordered for anger management? Okay. Okay, so now that I've bounced around, (laughs) let's get to the nitty gritty. This year's cast is consisted of two black couples and three white couples. So we have a diverse slate, you guys. We're here. I love to see it. Um, Netflix really leaned in and listen again. Uh, So we have Lisa and Brian. Uh, in which Lisa gave the ultimatum. We have Ryan Trey with Trey giving the ultimatum. Ryan and James with Ryan giving the ultimatum. Kat and Alex with Kat giving the ultimatum. And Roxanne and Antonio with Antonio giving the ultimatum. Okay. So let's start with Lisa and Brian. Um, Lisa and Brian will receive the trophy of one of the most short-lived cast members on the show because they didn't even make it to the main process of selecting a new partner. Why? Because Lisa showed her complete ass, her whole ass by drowning in her feelings, not leaning into the process, muffing the fuck out of her partner, Brian's face, due to seeing him having a conversation and connecting with Raya. I mean, it was a scene. Honey, episode one or two. (laughs) I mean, all of that. To a pregnancy announcement, and I mean that in quotes. Because if you think for one moment that Lisa is pregnant, you're out of your fucking mind. My gut feeling is telling me the producers had to come up with something to get her off the show and paid. Still, because like, honestly, if you've seen any of the reality shows, if you put your hands on another cast member, you're motherfucking gone, okay? You gone, honey. Um, And... 
she obviously broke the contract by muffing her fucking boyfriend. Um, that's one of my theories. My other theory is that Lisa is so calculated and desperate in not losing Brian that she would fake a pregnancy to get them off the show because Brian seemed to be surprised by the news. Listen, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I'm going to die on this hill, die of thirst, because Lisa was thirsty to keep in her her boy Brian. I mean, when you talk about dogs pissing all over their territory, every fire hydrant that they see outside, Lisa was pissing over her territory with Brian. And I know that they had cheating in the past. Regardless of that, regardless, Lisa wasn't in it. She gave the ultimatum. She signed the fucking contract. And then she was in it and she couldn't handle it. So they were like, bye-bye. So... Okay, five couples soon went to four, and it was a couple swap because Raya and James James ended up together as their significant others, Trey and Ryan, coupled up. And I honestly think that if Lisa and Brian were still there, Raya would have selected Brian, and and I don't know who Trey would. I honestly still think that Trey would have still selected Ryan. I don't know where Lisa would have ended up. I don't think anybody really liked her because every time she was on a date with somebody else, it was like her eyes were on Brian. Like she just, she was like, ain't nobody going to have my man. Ain't nobody going to have my man. So anyways, um, so it was couple swap and the same goes. Roxanne and Alex coupled up and their significant others, Antonio and Kat, ended up coupling up. So such a weird fucking vibe, but they, they went about it, some of them, in the most respectable way possible. <laughs> I think they wanted no fights. Bros will be bros, girls will be girls, and you will know what I mean by the end of this pod, okay? So, okay, so let me start with Raya. She came on the show with Trey, and even though... She was given the ultimatum. I wholeheartedly believe Raya was open to this process because deep down, she doesn't want to be with Trey. I'm going to keep it a buck, a beam, and a bend. She's not attracted to him. This is a clean and clear out. Go on a show, meet someone she's compatible with, and move on with her life. Because if she truly broke up with Trey outside of the show, and this is just my opinion, my fucking theory... Folks would call her stupid because, like, Trey has everything going for him. He has a good job, good head on his shoulders, wants a family, everything. Homegirl would be looking stupid because she let a good thing go. So why not hop on a fucking show, right? Like, (laughs) why not? While she's trying to, like, still figure out her life, she's a server currently, and she doesn't know what she wants in a career, and... She doesn't feel like she's good enough for Trey because, you know, Trey has it good together. These people are young. Like, they're young. (laughs) I say that in the deepest voice. Like, that was some bass, you guys. Um, I mean, and depending on who she talks to, she wants kids one moment. She can go without the next, which I respect. But honestly, Raya doesn't know what she wants. And she really didn't get the full experience Because James shut down immediately after wooing the fuck out of her 
when they were dating. They connected on a different level. They had the same backgrounds, whatever. I literally thought Raya and James would work out. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I was just so, these eyes were so, these crystally brown eyes of mine were so pure that I saw the love connection and Raya and James. <laughs> I really thought that. I thought he was like, I thought they were going to hit it off, but all they did was talk. Like, And let's be clear, majority of the fucking couples talked. I mean, my lips cracked because the intimacy was so dry on the show, okay? Not one experiment uh, couple got down. Not one experiment couple kissed. Most couples didn't even sleep in the same bed at night. Like, why the fuck are these people on the show? Do we need to read the fine print to them? Like, it's great that they respect, air quotes, their partner but the reason why you're on the show is because you wanted to lean into an experiment to get to know somebody else like anything goes like there's no boundaries right busted wide open for a real one I'm just kidding I'm really not I'm just gonna say it <laughs> I mean these people are lame as fuck they're they love their they have morals and what what are people on reality shows like well, how the fuck do you have morals on a reality show like what anyways Back to Ryan and James. Yeah, so their experiment was boarded up like a drug house in a deserted area. It was just, it was dry. And I can't. So on the flip side, Trey and Ryan are aligned on their outlook on life. They really vibed and they were the only couple who walked back into the recoupling arm in arm. Like this is where my unpopular comes in and I can't unsee it. Maybe because, you know. I'm a black queen, but normally in the process, the new couple meets the other's friends, parents, etc. Well, Ryan's brother and his girlfriend met Trey. And when I tell you Ryan's brother's girlfriend did all the talking, like she did all the talking. Granted, she said great things about Trey or not about Ryan and, and what was lacking in their relationship with James, but I can't help but think that Ryan's parents wouldn't be open to her dating outside her race. I just have this feeling and I feel like it was an elephant in the room based on how her brother looked. And mind you, I don't, you know, I wasn't really paying attention to him that much, but I just kind of got that feeling. Just kind of got that feeling, you know? Um, but these two were aligned so much yet. No kisses, no hugs that I remember just laughs Lots of questions, lots of pictures, Polaroid. You know, while Trey and Ryan are having the time of their lives, Raya and James aren't connecting, and James admitted a couple of things. The first night he was away from Ryan, and after hearing Trey say all these nice things about Ryan, a fucking light bulb goes off in his head, and he's all about, like, all of a sudden he's like, I'm thankful for Ryan, and only sees life with her after there's, like, a chance he might lose her. What in the entire fuck? Like, why do men have to lose something to understand what they have? And I honestly, I don't think anybody can answer that question. There is not even a philosopher that can answer that fucking question. Not even a psychologist that can answer that question. Okay? Like, I just, I don't understand it. Um, I will say this. It's very clear James needs therapy. 
He admitted that Ryan isn't his first love. Uh, I think we kind of skipped over that one. Um, he also admitted to Raya that there's a deep, dark secret that he hasn't shared with Ryan. It's something that has to do with his upbringing. Now, remember, Ryan comes from a happy, healthy family, you know. Every, I think every family has a little dysfunctionalness in it, but on the outside and what she has mentioned, it is a happy, healthy family compared to, you know, James comes from a single parent home with a father who died when he was young, you know, it turns out like he was self-harming himself. He was a cutter. He would hit himself. He never got to ask the questions he needed to his mom about his dad. And he, he's always felt resented. And that resentment has spilled over into his adult life, which has made him think he's not good enough for Ryan. And he craves his mother's approval. I mean, James needs therapy in the worst way. Okay? He has some deep. You hear that bass again? Let's say it again together. Deep. Mommy issues. Like he needs to learn. And I, I'm laughing because I'm putting it in a base. I'm not laughing because he needs therapy, okay? I believe everybody fucking needs therapy. Let's keep it a book. Um, <laughs> he needs to learn he's enough, especially since he's been in a relationship for seven years. And throughout those seven years, didn't feel like he was enough. And you guys, you're with somebody for seven years and they don't know you. Like, these people are high school sweethearts. James and Ryan are high school sweethearts. And in those seven years, you didn't tell her that you felt resent. Like, are we okay? You know? Anyways, James finally told Ryan. But still, we then meet his mom. And she's been a trucker all his life. And boy, does she have a trucker's mouth on her. Okay? Swinging dick for me. That was when she said that. I was like, okay, girl. Uh, I don't know what you're doing at the truck stop. Okay? <laughs> I, I'm going to need you to. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're inviting her to any uh, formal dinners. Okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Um that's a lot to take in and we're just gonna we're just gonna keep rolling with it okay i got a lot in my mind i'm telling you i'm really vibing high with this so uh, some of you think those couples are fucked until you hear and watch roxanne antonio cat and alex it's the couple swapping olympics netflix style i literally cannot and as stated before, Roxanne and Alex selected each other and Kat selected Antonio. Prior to the mess really messing, I thought Roxanne and Alex would end up with each other. Like they would vibe so high and for sure fuck their significant others that they came in with and just run with it. 100% thought that that would help. Um, but no. Uh, I felt like I didn't understand where the light switch flipped, meaning they were getting along very well. And and they were like one of the only couples that I thought like were a slam dunk. But all of a sudden they weren't vibing at all. Roxanne calling Alex a liar when speaking to Kat. But let me back up first. <laughs> 
My favorite saying for this episode is, let's be clear, you guys. <laughs> let's be clear here. Roxanne hates Antonio. Despises the fuck out of him. I mean, every chance she gets, she runs this man's name in the ground. He's useless. He's not ambitious. He's dirt. He doesn't show any type of romance. I'm driven. I have my own business. And look at this man. He's a peasant. That is the that is literally what she has been saying this whole time about this man that she just loves so much. Bitch, you don't love him. You don't love him. Okay? You love that he will do anything for you within reason. And like he is not what she sees herself with. Like she's a business owner, like I said. Like she wants herself a high society guy. And now she kind of has like arm candy. Well, let me get this straight about Antonio, okay? <laughs> Antonio, I don't know why sometimes I hesitate just to be, to be nicer. It's my pod. And I don't want to come off as an asshole. Um, and I don't know how he's going to react to watching the playback because, and how do I say this? How do I say this lightly? And listen, I'm not knocking folks for having rough patches in their lives. But Antonio, Antonio's a recovering drug addict and he's an alcoholic. And although he's very open about it and he takes all the verbal abuse Roxanne throws at him, he's one step closer to jumping off that wagon again because let's be clear, Roxanne loves to talk down to him and be in a higher power than Antonio. She could never take a strong man because no one tells Roxanne what to do. Nobody puts baby in the corner, okay? Like, I liked Roxanne in the beginning, but by the end of this, she turned into an insufferable bitch. Like, girl, she needs a couple of humble pies, like a store full of pies, I mean, she has high expectations, the highest forms of, ex- which is like you have, so, you have all these high expectations, but yet you fell in love with somebody who struggles with addiction. It, it's like, what? Like, it's kind of like, how did this happen? You know what I mean? Like, and anybody, it doesn't matter who you are, can, you know, fall for somebody who has addiction but like the way that she talks about him is nothing endearing like she literally fucking hates this dude she he he's the bottom of the barrel the gum at the bottom of her shoe it's disgusting how she like treats him it ugh. and I just want her father to see how she all the things that she has said about Antonio because if there's anybody that can, because let me tell you something, Roxanne thinks she is queen shit. She has horrible taste in clothes, by the way. I don't think I liked any one of her outfits, not one of her shoes. The only thing I really liked about her was pretty much her eyebrows. I loved how she did her eyebrows. Everything in her hair was like legit. But honey, listen, let me tell all the white girlies out here, okay? Self-tanner is great. Okay, like y'all want to, you know, not be out in the sun, you know, all that stuff. But when your self-tanner turns you orange, orange, 
you might want to lay off that self tanner okay and i don't know if you guys have different shades of self tanner i know nothing about that shit and i don't know if it's the the brightness on my fucking television but roxanne she need to lay off that she need to lay off that self tanner <laughs> i can't say this enough that was really mean. But anyways, um, dad's the only person that can like bring her down to earth. Antonio and Kat got along great. Again, none of these, none of, none of these couples, none of these couples fucking kissed or did anything. Nothing. Nothing. You, how am I supposed to fall in love with characters that have been casted, right? Like, how am I supposed to be all in? And you give me nothing. There's not a tongue. There's not a lip. There's not a hand. Like, there's nothing. I hate it. Ugh. Some of you are like, are you sex driven? No. When I watch a reality TV show that's supposed to be about reality and, like, couples and stuff like that, like, I need to see something. Like, oh, this would be a better fit for you. That did not happen here. It did not happen. Okay? <sighs> but Antonio and Kat. <laughs> you know from what i saw they got along great but that's because they both lack self-esteem let's keep it a buck a beam and a ben their voice has been taken away from their from them like per their partners um and they need to find it it's sad watching the both of them struggle with their partners because alex is like roxanne these two career-driven personalities prey on the weak, but disguise it as ambition. And Alex is also like Roxanne because he too hates his fucking partner cat. Like, Alex needs to be single, needs to figure out who the fuck he is because he has no clue. I do believe he needs someone to challenge him, but to a point. Like, Alex craves someone who will challenge him 25% of the time and allow him to make the decision 75% of the time, and that's not cat. You guys, that's not cat. Because Kat, she can't make a decision to save her fucking life. Like, she doesn't, she might have a great career, and I think she's a nurse, which is a little bit alarming. Like, how are you making decisions on patients when you can't make a decision personally? <laughs> I don't know. Is anybody else thinking that? I think she's a nurse. Everyone's like, she has a great career. I don't know. It's painful to watch. She's very timid and to herself, but she does have a voice in her. Like she, Antonio brought it out of her a little bit, like a, a smidge, not full force. Like, you know, zero to a hundred. Like I can go like zero to fucking a hundred. Right. You know what I mean? Like cat can go like zero to three. hundred <laughs> percent. Zero to three. Um, her friends, when her friends met Alex and her out, the girl in the purple schmock top, okay, and them fingers, that finger was just flailing around. Like if I was at the table and she was talking to me like that, that finger would have been snatched. But you know what I mean? Like she wasn't doing defensively, but she kept on pointing it at Alex. And I was like, you're so close to the pupil. You might want to back up a little bit with your almond pointed nails. Like, girl, I just, ugh. it was just a little, it was catching too much air for me. Okay. Too much air. But 
homegirl did make a point. Did I also mention, and I, I believe that some people would agree with me, Alex kind of gives me serial killer vibes. I'm telling you guys, it is all in the eyes, all in the eyes, but we're not going down that. That could, we're not doing it. So Alex tries to give Antonio a heads up. So remember I told you guys, bros will be bros. So Alex, the guys get together one night and of course, Trey and James have a conversation about how's it going, about their people, which I'll get to in a minute. But Alex tries to give Antonio like a heads up, like, bro, like she doesn't respect you. Like, like, I'm just trying to let you know, like, she don't like you. She basically, she hates you. And like, Antonio just didn't take that well. I mean, this dude's fucking running down the street, you know, I can't do this, whatever. And I'm like, when I tell you that I think that he's one step towards being off, like just jumping off the wagon, like the motherfucker's big toe is on the pavement, okay? Like, <laughs> he's triggered easily, easily, <laughs> easily. He will do so much. He's like, fuck Alex, fuck what he said, that fucking dude, his fucking parents. Like, he was going the fuck off. Like, Roxanne can do no wrong in Antonio's eyes. And you know what Roxanne does? Like, Roxanne doesn't like her secrets being told. So she has to rock thy boat, you guys. She had to fuck her man into delusion again for him to believe that she really does love and respect him before she continues to talk the fuck down to him. You know, just so that everybody understands that Alex was saying a lie. But I am happy that Alex pointed out to Antonio and the recoupling, like, if what she said, which was your girl doesn't respect you, wasn't true, like, why would it be a trigger? Like, I'm telling you, none of these people belong together. It is a hot fucking mess. It's red flag quicksand. You just keep sinking. Like, you can't find anything to help you like up and out of it. It's disgusting. And the same thing goes for like Trey and, and, and James having a conversation and, you know, James just doesn't like, he's very outspoken with saying, I don't like what I hear or whatever. Like James, there is a couch waiting for you to lay that brown hair on that pillow, honey. Okay. And talk about your shit. If you want to do it auto, like over the phone, you should do that too. You should lean into whatever therapy you can, honey. If that means you going out and talking to a fucking tree, do it. Like, bro, therapy is better. I hope BetterHelp called him. Okay? I hope somebody fucking called him after this and he got help. So, did I miss anything? Mm, maybe a little bit, but that was just a just of it of taking up like 30 minutes of your time. No break because... Vibing high over here, okay? These are the things, because we have two more episodes left. The first episode is going to be like everybody deciding that they don't want to fucking be with their partner because honestly, nobody needs to be together. And then it's going to be the reunion. So this is the things I need to see. I, Vic, need to see. Maybe you agree with me. Maybe you don't. I don't fucking care, okay? Actually, I do. I love hearing your guys' perspective. I love it when you guys like slide in my DMs, tell me what you're thinking, or you text me. <laughs> Tell me what you're thinking. <laughs> Anyways, 
number one, Kat needs to walk away uh, single from Alex. Like, okay. Antonio needs to walk away from Roxanne and learn how to love himself and do what he wants to do and not for someone else's approval. Raya needs to be single. She needs to eat a big T-bone steak too. I'm so sorry. I had to add in that bitch. Is, she, she's not a bitch either. That girl is skinny. Okay. Like skinny. Like she, you can't even spell it because that's how skinny she is. Um, she needs to be single. She needs to move to the city. She needs to live her life as free as she can be. Okay. Because she's beautiful. She's beautiful. And she did not deserve the, all the things that Lisa said. That insecurity that came out of Lisa's mouth when she was wilding out in the parking lot. Girl. Girl. Not deserving. Because Raya was so nice. Like, she is better. But she didn't even hear it. There was no hands to be thrown. Like, she just was like, I'm just going to get up right now. I'm just going to go walk over here because, like, you can't handle your man talking to me. Because at the end of the day, if we actually went through this process, Lisa, I would have taken your man. That was me being Raya, by the way, okay? And yeah, let me tell you something. Brian was easy on the eyes, too. Like, he was easy. He was calm, cool, and collected. But you know that calm, cool, and collected in the background? He's probably a fucking player. But we never got to see the player vibes. Because his girlfriend said that she's pragmatic. Anyways. Number four. Trey needs to find a woman who is ready to be in his fairy tale, traditional life outlook he sees himself living. Ryan needs to find a man who doesn't need to think twice about her, especially after five, like seven years. Did I say five years? It was really seven. We already understand that James needs therapy. He needs to be single. He needs to find a stable job and do something that he wants to do because obviously he has, he had mentioned, he's like, you know what, Ryan, you tell me to do something. I'm going to do it. What? Who the fuck wants to be in a relationship where somebody is like a yes person? Raise your fucking hand. My hand is down. I never want to be with a yes person. Like, there needs to be something. Like, challenge me. Challenge. Okay. Um, Alex needs to be single and find himself because Alex, he might be on an investigative uh, discovery dock in the future. Um, but even him being his own entrepreneur, like he looks at his family, he looks at it like his parents and how they've been entrepreneurs and he wants that. But I have to say, it's just what your parents are is not exactly what your life's supposed to be. Like, I'm going to need you to start living in your truth, Alex. Um, and then Roxanne, uh, she just needs to fuck off. That's what Roxanne needs to do. Just absolutely disgusting. I cannot wait until the reunion. And I want to see, well, actually I don't, because I think Antonio, he when he's triggered, I want him to have a backbone, but I also feel like, I don't know about Antonio. He might be a little bit cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs up in that head. Like he might do something that might get him a mugshot. And you know what? I'm not going to say those things. I am not. I don't even want to put it in the universe. I just hope he's doing well right now. But I hope he left her. Okay? And we'll find out. We will find out on August 30th. We will. But until then, hey, like, thank you so much for stopping by and listening to this bonus episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the ultimatum. Eight episodes. First eight. 
like I did and screamed at your television or maybe text somebody, maybe talked about it. There was a lot going on. It was a lot going on. There was like the things I wanted to go on that didn't go on. Um, <laughs> but there was all these other things. Like if you've seen season one compared to season two, you would be like, you're right, girl. But if you're just coming here fresh to season two, you're these are just pure eyes that you guys are seeing. But you can understand there was... Like, go put some lip balm on your lips because I just, I can't, you guys. Um, but anyways, like, hey, thanks for stopping by and vibing with me. I will be back later on this week in the pod to talk about, you know, the normal things. Um, but, you know, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate all the support that you guys give to me. And until next time, stay classy. Cheers. <music> Thank you.